Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Epistles from Philippians chapter 2. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm fairly certain this morning that everyone remembers back in 2016 when the San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem and continued to do so for the rest of the 2016 football season. Now, long story short, and the reason why I mention this is that Kaepernick took a knee as a sign of protest, indeed as a sign of protest. However, we need to make sure that this is very clear. Apart from the last 60 to 80 years, at least in America, taking a knee was not typically a sign of protest, but taking a knee was a sign of submission, was a sign of respect. For example, back in the medieval times, a knight would kneel before his lord and his king to swear an oath, or perhaps be knighted. And consider the military. Soldiers, many times, will take a knee before a commanding officer, indeed, to swear an oath or show allegiance. Even in some legal systems in the world, people will find themselves taking a knee before a judge to show respect for the court of law, to show respect for the judge himself. And consider right here in the sanctuary, right here, today, right now, all of us will take a knee here at this altar. At this table, this Lord's Supper is a sign of reverence, a sign of worship. But keep in mind that even though we do kneel before the Lord at this table, we can also take a figurative knee, yes, a figurative knee before other people and entities without physically doing so. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that we can do a figurative knee. We can show reverence and respect by taking a figurative knee when we use formal titles such as ma'am or sir. Or when we say to somebody, Mr. or Mrs., when we're doing that, we're showing respect. Or figuratively, again, we're taking a knee. When we call a physician doctor, or when we say good day officer, we're also taking a figurative knee. Generally speaking, this is a very good thing, as it shows that we respect and acknowledge other people's authority and influence. It's a way, we could say, of showing respect and acknowledging a role that a person is walking in, in the relationship to us. Now keep in mind that taking a knee is something that we should do 
It's good as an expression of gratitude. It's a showing of respect. It's a way that we defer our, defer our attention to them and to show them that we acknowledge their role. We acknowledge their skills and their duties towards us in society. But what happens when those in authority demand and force people to take a knee? Frankly, when a religious organization demands a person to take a knee, you can mark this, you can be 100% sure that you're not dealing with a faithful Orthodox church, but you're dealing with a cult. Yes, a cult. Anytime a government forces people to take a knee, you can be 100% sure that you're not dealing with a free democracy, a free nation, but a tyrannical state. Anytime a culture forces a person to take a knee, You're not dealing with a healthy society, but an authoritarian culture itself. When you are forced to take a knee, forced into submission, pressured into conformity, threatened and canceled or censored, when you're told to walk and chew gum according to those in authority, well, you can be certain, you can be certain that you are dealing with corruption of power at its worst. So how do we make sense of all of this, and what does this have to do with the here and now, with this Palm Sunday? In our reading from the Epistle of Philippians, we hear that Jesus is highly exalted and given, get this, the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In other words, as Christians, we take a knee before Jesus. We take a knee. But does this mean that we do not take a knee for anyone else? Of course not. As Christians, we take a knee to all sorts of people, either physically or figuratively speaking, because we know that God Almighty has instituted various people in particular vocations for our own good, for the good order of society. However, there are other times when we absolutely cannot take a knee before another person or another institution. But, there, but there's the question, but Why? Now, if you think back to the Old Testament and you recall the book of Daniel, in the book of Daniel, you know, Daniel and the lion's den, that Daniel. If you consider Daniel, that book of Daniel, you'll read about a king named King Nebuchadnezzar. Yes, King Nebuchadnezzar. You see, he had made a golden statue and he had commanded everyone to take a knee, in other words, to fall down and worship the statue when the music began to play. However, if you can recall, there were three Jewish men named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They did not take a knee. And so when the king found out that they had not taken a knee, he brought these three, these three misfits before him and he gave them a second chance to take a knee before this pagan idol made of gold. Or he gave them the option of being thrown into a fiery furnace. But listen to what these three misfits, according to least according to Nebuchadnezzar, what they said to him. They said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not worried about what will happen to us. If we're thrown into the flaming furnace, our God is able to deliver us, and he will deliver us out of your hand, your majesty. But if he doesn't, if our God doesn't, Please understand, your majesty, that even then we will never under any circumstance serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you have erected. Now, did you notice what happened there? 
while still showing respect to Nebuchadnezzar as king, as majesty, they refused, they refused to take a knee to the king's idol. And so, dear friends, mark this. While you and I can take a knee before various people in society as they serve and bless us in their vocations, there's only one knee that can be taken before God. Only one knee. Now, please listen carefully. Please do not miss this point. As a Christian, as you as a Christian, as a Christian, you can take a knee before other created people as they serve you in various vocations with their various authorities. On the same day, you can figuratively take a knee before a pastor or a judge, a teacher, an officer, a doctor, and even the mayor. Because God works, indeed, because God works through these vocations to bless and serve you. However, here's the however, you can only take one knee before the Creator. And so, the point being, whenever the created, so if we understand, whenever the created right here, when they elevate themselves up to the status of the Creator, and then demand that you take a knee to them, well, then you will find yourself right there with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right there with them. Furthermore, whenever the created try to twist God's word, challenge God's character, and usurp God's power, you and I cannot take a knee before the created because your knee only bows to one creator, redeemer, and sustainer. You are captive to the word of God. And all the words of man, well, they're secondary. This is why Peter said in the book of Acts, chapter 5, it is necessary to obey God rather than man. But this is where you and I must be alert and awake this morning. You see, the majority of the population will take a knee to follow the masses. For the majority of the population, being accepted by others and being a part of the group, going along with the social norms of the day and the age, of the spirit of the age, is a whole lot more easy than being faithful. The majority of people will, frankly, blindly kneel with the crowd to conform without questioning anything at all. Tragically, most people are easily swayed by peer pressure and the need to fit in. Don't believe me? Go pick your poison of the culture whatever the culture is peddling at the moment, and there you will see blind masses of people taking a knee while thinking at the same time that they're independent thinkers with free wills commanding their own destiny, when in reality, they're a bunch of lemmings kneeling before false idols, just like the people did in the book of Daniel. But you, you Christians, you saints, you bow only to one Lord, Jesus Christ. And the reason why you and I only bow to Christ is because of what the Apostle Paul says in the reading from the Epistle of Philippians. It's what he says, which is the reason why we only bow to one Lord. You see, your Jesus, your Jesus set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He put on flesh and blood. And after being born and laid in a manger, he stayed flesh and blood, which was an incredible humbling process. He did not claim a special privilege. He lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. 
the worst kind of death of all, death on a cross. And so, in, in a way, we could say Jesus took a humble knee before all of humanity's sin, all of humanity's shame, all of humanity's ah, guilt, and he considered it worthwhile. And then because of that obedience unto death, God lifted Jesus high and honored him far above anyone or anything created so that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow before Christ. And so how can you and I bend our knees to false idols, cheap ideologies, and foolish movements that are here today and gone tomorrow, for they do not bleed and die for you? They give you nothing but take everything. Indeed, they do not give you anything. Baptized saints, you take a knee before Christ willingly and gladly because your Jesus went to Mount Calvary for you and rose from the tomb for you on your behalf. And hear this, those who reject Christ, tragically those who reject Christ, and take a knee to demons behind false idols, these people along with all the demons and their cohorts, whether they want to or not, will have to acknowledge someday that Jesus is Lord. You see, on that great last day, every tongue must and will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every created thing and person will bend a knee before Christ. You, you will take a knee in faithful adoration, perhaps even giggling like a little schoolchild, so giddy and happy that your Lord Jesus Christ did everything well for you and resurrects you unto the very end of life, to the end of days, all the way into the great eschaton, the new heaven, the new earth. And others will take a knee in shame under the fires of hell. And so we take a knee. We take a knee for no man except the God-man Jesus Christ who came to Calvary's cross that Palm Sunday long ago to give himself for you. Indeed, he went to the cross that Palm Sunday long ago. He chose the cross because he chooses you. And so glory to Christ, the humble one, who did everything well for you and for me. We take a knee before Christ and we confess him as Lord because he certainly is and he has done all things well for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you. 